All right, welcome in. Welcome back to the BFR podcast. My name's Dave. I'm joined by my co-host, Ficky. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about the Bears roster. It's finalized. We're about a little less than a week, about eight days away from the Bears versus Packers Sunday. I think it's a 325 slot, so it's kind of like, yep. uh, yeah, it's prime time almost. So we're, we're going to go ahead and Basically. obviously recap that or preview that game next week. But today, we're going over the roster. We have DWC, who's going to be joining us in a moment. Uh, Ficky, man. Um, and also, this this podcast, the BFR podcast, is presented by Sports Mocky. We're excited to kind of be with their platform, um, partnered with them. Uh, you can check out my writings, articles over there as well on sportsmockery.com. Ficky, man, before we bring w- DWC in, how you doing? Man, I'm doing good. It's like a week away. You know what I mean? So I think <laughs> actually I fly out to Chicago next Thursday. So like it's right, right around the corner. And I just got confirmed, I think. I actually have to call my mom after this, but I think to a game in October against Vikings. So, so football season is here, boy. Feed my addiction. I'm ready to rock and roll. How you doing? <laughs> yeah, man, I, I'm excited. Like, honestly, it's been a grind this past month. Um, I'm excited for the long weekend, but I'm like, I'm just ready for next week, man. I'm ready for Sunday, you know, kind of get the nerves out the way. I can only imagine how the yeah. players feel, uh, but, but I'm excited. Today's show, we are going to go ahead and just talk about the, the roster, the cuts. We didn't talk enough about it earlier in the week. We kind of just waited, wanted to save it till Friday. Uh, we have a jam-packed episode. We're going to talk Bears, Captains. They named four players. We'll go over all those, kind of break it down. Any surprises, who we'd like to see maybe next year or at least in a couple of years. Uh, we'll go over the 53-man roster for week one, surprise cuts, um, weakest part of the roster, strongest part of the roster. Uh, and then we have some season predictions that we'll do. And again, we have DWC. Yeah. I think we're going to bring them in now. What do you think, Ficky? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Yeah. All Can't right. leave Let's the man waiting. DWC in here. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. So – We'll bring them in. What's up, guys? Glad to be back on. What's up, DWC, man? Uh, we appreciate you hopping on. It was just like the third, fourth time, I think. Yeah, third time, I think. Yeah, it's always a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, at this point. So. Hey, man, you might as well just hop on the show, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> no. <yeah. We're laughs> hey, we love having you on, man. We're, we're excited. First of all, we last time we spoke, you started a new job. How was that? How was the transition? Are you still able to kind of refresh Twitter, stay on top of things? Yeah. What's that been like? <laughs> I try my best, you know, to refresh Twitter during the, the lunch break. Um, it's kind of hard right now because it's busy season for tech going on. So it's, that's going to continue until like October 15th. But after October 15th, I'll be basically free. So it's kind of hard right now to balance it, but I'm doing the best I can. And it's it's been um it's been a grind for sure, but I, I'm hanging in there so far. Thank you, man. I uh, I don't think we've seen. Ficky, have you seen is is there a hype video yet? I don't think it's, I've seen no, it yet. It's coming. It's coming. Out. No, trust me. Trust me. I've been hype. waiting. So yeah, yeah. So this weekend for sure, I'm gonna take a day and just like dedicate that day to make that yeah. hype video. Just take that entire day, that entire night, and just like grind it out. So it's gonna be out by Tuesday at the very latest. I want to say so. Stay tuned for a couple more days, and it'll be out. Heck yeah. I love it. Um, so uh, DWC, obviously we're about eight days away from Bears versus Packers. Um, this week has kind of been an eventful one. A lot of roster cuts, obviously. Some players, you know, surprise cuts, Travis Gibson. We're going to get into all that. Uh, but first, I kind of want to touch on the the Bears. They named captains for the 2023 season. Um, no more rotating captains, you know, which is nice. I think we had that last year, correct? But then we – it was almost kind of rotational because, like, there's so many players leaving that were captains. So it was, yeah. like – it was a little weird. But it's voted on by the players, uh, and there are four captains. The four captains this year were Tremaine Edmonds, Eddie Jackson, Justin Fields, and DJ Moore. I want to start with you. Are you surprised by any of these here? And if so, why? 
No, not at all. I think that makes to total sense. I mean, that's the four I would have went with as well. You know, Eddie Jackson is probably the oldest player on the defense at this point. So mm -hmm. that makes sense. He's on been here team. for a long time. Um, you know, really good player, obviously. Tremaine Edmonds are a big splash signing. I think that makes sense as well. Um, DJ Moore, I think some people are kind of surprised about because DJ Moore has not been known as being like a vocal leader um, with the Carolina Panthers. So that was kind of maybe not a surprise, but like a new thing because you, I don't think he was ever a captain with the Carolina Panthers. So cool to see DJ Moore getting included there too. And Justin Fields, obviously, I mean, QB1, there was no question about that. So I'm not surprised at all. I think it makes total sense. We're also going to have that fifth rotating captain every single week, which could just be based on the matchup. So, you know, next week against the Packers, it could just be a former Packer, um, like, I don't know, Robert Tunyon, Mercedes Lewis, whoever. So uh, I think it, I agree with the selections for sure. Okay. Okay. Vicky, man, your thoughts? Yeah. No, I mean, it makes sense, right? You have the leader, you have the two leaders yeah. of the defense, you know, you get your big sign in Tremaine Edmonds, who's, who's a vet, even though he's young as hell. You have Eddie Jackson, who's, always been a leader of this team obviously it feels mm -hmm. is not your captain yeah that's a whole different discussion dj Moore <laughs> one like like obviously he should also be a captain right you would you'd want like your best star player to be a captain it was more interesting because i found out today like rashab said i had no idea that he was never a captain in carolina i know he's not like super vocal but even what four years there you think you would have got like one you know what i mean when you're a captain so it's good to see you know that he did get that role here, even as being, you know, maybe he's not as vocal as someone as like Eddie Jackson, because we know he he's definitely vocal and more of like that aggressive type. So I think it's a good fit. It will be interesting to see the rotating captains. Right. I think uh, Rashad was right where it's like it's going to be based off probably who you're playing. You know what I mean? And past players from those teams. I'm just so glad it's not rotating every game because that doesn't. I mean, if you play team sports or even like just at your job, you imagine like your manager rotates every like week or something like it's just I don't know. It's just weird like to have the face of like you know leadership and every week you're like, oh, it's a different person. But at that point, no one's really leaders because if you're all leaders, there's no you know what I mean? It doesn't work. So I'm glad they're actually going to the standard way or like I guess a mix with like the new age rotating captain and like actual having captains. So I'm cool with it. Awesome. So I have a fun question for you guys. This one, um, honestly, three. So kind of looking ahead, we obviously don't know any rookie classes, but just from the team or the players that are on the roster right now, who would you want or three years from now, like how many of these four will remain captains? Do you think maybe a younger player like a Kyler Gordon, a Brisker, um, maybe even Darnell Wright, like three, four years from now, how many of these four captains will remain? Who do you think might be replaced? I'll start with you, DWC. Yeah, I would hope DJ Moore is still here. You know, he's going to be a little bit older. <laughs> at that point. You said four years, right? So Yeah, gonna, three, four. Yeah. Okay, he's going to be like 30 by that point, which is still like receivers play into their, you know, lower 30s. So he should hopefully right. still be on the Bears at that point. So I'd hope DJ Moore is still there. Justin Fields, obviously, I hope is there. I mean, hopefully he's a future, you know, future quarterback of the Bears. If he is a franchise quarterback, he should be captain in four years. Right. But the other two, I'm not too sure about. Like Tremaine Edmonds, you know, he's pretty young too, so he could be here. But at the same time, you know, we, we might roll with a young guy at that point, like maybe like a Jaquan Brisker, maybe like, a, you know, I don't know, whoever else, you know, Javon Dexter, if he breaks out. So I think yeah. there's other options for that third spot and the fourth spot, Eddie Jackson, as much as I love him, he's probably not going to be on the team in four years. I want to say like he's getting up there in age. He's almost 30 now at this point. And after you hit 30, you're kind of, you know, it's kind of hard to stay at, at the, you know, 
the place you are in the NFL. So um, I'd say like two of the four probably are going to be here in four years, but the other two definitely could be rotating. And even like, even like Justin Fields and, you know, DJ Moore, they have to prove themselves this year to be a captain in four years, but I, I fully think they will. So I go with those two. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think I like all that. I, w- I would love to see Brisker. He's one of my favorite players, especially kind of being mentored by Eddie. Um, I would love to see him kind of take that, you know, that spot. Vicky, what, what do you think, man? Any changes there? Anyone you'd like to see? I think uh, Edmonds is probably going to stay. Jackson, too old at that point, like Rashab said. Now, I think he might still be on the team because, like, safeties, a lot of times, like, they play a little bit longer than corners do or yeah. corners get older and they move to safety, right? Because you don't have to worry about, like, the speed isn't so reliant back there, right? So, I mean, he was – I would love to still see him on the team. We'll see what happens at the point of we're contention or not. Um, you know, ideally you want the guy, you know, the younger guys to kind of take over those roles, right? So, you know, Kyler Gordon in three or four years is balling out. You'd love to see him as a captain. Like you said, Jaquan Brisker's doing his thing. You know, the Darnell Wright, you know, you won't see like some of these high, you know, draft value picks end up being the the cornerstone of your team, right? Your franchise leaders, right? The face of the franchise other than just Justin Fields. So, you know, I think, I don't, I don't know because it's voted on by players, but a lot of the captain is also like the face of the franchise, like from an outside standpoint. So like you have to be good <laughs> typically, right? You have a couple of them where it's like, you know, they're like one captain where like, he's like a, a true captain because the players really follow him and things like that. But like, if you look across the league, all the captains are like, oh, those are star players. Like, that's their best players. You know what I mean? So you'd hope that you get some more young in that because then that lets you know that Poles is doing his job with either acquiring it, you know, younger guys in free agency like Tremaine Edmonds or he's hitting it on the draft. So you'd love to see kind of yeah. a shuffle through there with some familiar faces as well. I love it. So like all around consensus, everyone's happy with the picks, the, the four captains, which I, I think – Obviously, I think this is the, probably the most obvious. Um, now, moving on to the Bears' 53-man roster, there's been a lot of movement, a lot of changes. Some players obviously cut that were surprising. Um, I want to start with that uh, DWC. So we have, um, following you know the cuts and everything, the Bears finalized their uh, 53-man roster. Um, so some notable cuts include uh, P.J. Walker, Travis Gibson, uh, Kendall Vendor, and then Alex uh, Leatherwood. Out of those four, um, you know, maybe give me two. Are you disappointed with any of those? Uh, probably Gibson. But what are your thoughts just overall on these cuts? Um, and were they surprised you? Yeah, the only surprise I'd say is Terrell, Terrell Lewis, which you didn't mention. Oh, yeah, Lewis. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's the only guy I felt like they would keep because he had such a good preseason. Mm-hmm. I seemed like he was in good favors with the staff. Um fit the defense and all. So that, that was kind of disappointing, I'd say, because Bears fans kind of had fallen in love with him during the preseason. So um, he didn't get claimed, though, by any team. So he's still out there to sign back to the practice squad, which we could do that in the coming days. Um, So that was kind of disappointing. But other than that, I don't think any other cut was a surprise, per se, because I personally did think we would get rid of Gibson after I saw him, you know, third string on the depth chart behind guys like Rasheem Green, um, Dominic Robinson, which I'm not sure if I fully agree with that, putting him behind. Rasheem Green, who I've not heard a single thing about this entire camp period. Um, but whatever the case is, you know, we, we saw Gibson last year. He wasn't that good in this new scheme. And maybe he just has to go back to 3-4 scheme. So 
I wish Gibson the best of luck. You know, Kendo Vildor, I think, kind of made sense to cut because we drafted two cornerbacks. We already had guys last year like Jalen Jones, you know, Josh Blackwell, UDFAs that perform pretty well for being UDFAs. So, you know, besides for Terrell Lewis, I, I don't think I was very surprised by any cut, I'd say. Okay, awesome. Um, what about you, Ficky? What are your thoughts on it, man? I mean, it was, I guess you weren't, like Rashad said, you can't be surprised about the cut. It was more of like the surprise about where he was on the depth chart. That tells you right there, like, bro, I'm sorry. You can't be last and then expect to make the team. Like, it is what it is. But we, I think we've realized why, you know, polls came out and said, why, you know, they kind of let him go. It wasn't like, you know, it was more of like a scheme fit. He even said, like, you know, he got a seven sacks in a, in a, in a three, four scheme. You know what I mean? So we're switching to a four, three. And I think he went to the Titans, which is a more of a four, a three, four. So it makes sense, right? So it is what it is. PJ Walker, don't let the door hit you on the way out. We saw, you know, we saw the writing in the sand. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't play well. The Asian Bay showed up. So I'm not surprised about that. Alex Leatherwood, I mean, bro, we, we picked him up what last year as like, I don't know, was he waived yeah. or traded something late? Like we, he was a project. We, we all admitted that and he didn't turn out. So it's like all the cuts, none of them was like, when you talk about value or like expected value, there was nothing was like, Oh my gosh, that was our second round pick. Like if Valus Jones got cut, right. That'd be something where I'm like, Oh wow. I'm surprised. We just spent a third round on him. Even though he may be fringe on the 53, that's something where I'm like, Oh wow. I guess like that's a basically what I'm saying is like a surprise cut when for me is polls admitting like oh I I messed up like this didn't work out you know what I mean most of the people he cut are n- actually all of them none of them he drafted I guess the only one where it's like oh I messed up is PJ Walker and it's like two million I think he lost in the cap hit so and that's yeah. like pennies on the dollar so. And but speaking of like more money, I think with Le- Leatherwood claiming him last year, you know, off waivers, I think they're eating what three, four million. I, three off or four, the top of my yeah. head, yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's a decent amount. Now, you know, if PJ Walker and then um, as well as Leatherwood, if they make practice squads or even you know um, another active roster, whatever money they're making will kind of will take off what the Bears are you know, kind of alleviate that, that hit as far as, as, as far as money goes, but the bears are kind of still flexible. I think they have around 15 million in cap space. They, they have even more um, next year, which is just nice to kind of be at, you know, over the last couple of years with Ryan Pace, it hasn't been like that. So now I want to move to, obviously we have the roster, the full, you know, 53 um, DWC. Obviously there's a lot of strong parts of the roster and we'll get to that in a minute, but I want to know, Obviously, outside, um, what, what do you think the weakest part of the roster is, both on just the entirety, both offense and defense? What what kind of concerns you week one against Green Bay? Defensive line, for sure. I think that's going to be the obvious answer. You know, we got, <laughs> yeah. you know, last year we had the worst defensive line probably in the NFL. You know, we didn't upgrade it as much as some Bears fans would have liked. We did sign Yannick Ngaukwe, you know, Demarcus Walker. So it's not like we didn't address it at all. We got rookies, too. But the rookies... You know, we're not the best, I'd say, in preseason. Like, Javon Dexter and Zach Pickens kind of struggled against the run, kind of got pushed around a little bit. They're both going to be projects, so you shouldn't expect too much out of both Javon and Zach Pickens in year one, I'd say. Um, maybe some flashes here and there, but, like, Justin Jones, Andrew Billings, it's it's not a very inspiring defensive line. Like, in, in the next few years, you kind of hope that you use the first-round picks we have next year, at least one of them on the like, edge rusher or, like, a defensive lineman, interior defensive lineman, so... I definitely say defensive line, you know, especially with last year, how much we struggled to stop the run and rush the passer. You know, Jaquan Brisker led the team in sacks, which is not not ideal. 
Um, it will be better though with Yannick and Gaukwe. Like I think he should make our pass rush at least like not the worst in the NFL. Maybe it's going to be like below average, you know, because I'm not sure what to expect other than Marcus Walker was playing with, you know, studs on that Tennessee defensive line. So I definitely say defensive line. Like I'm kind of worried the Packers offensive line might push us around a little bit on the defensive line um, because, you know, they have studs up there on the offensive line. So definitely D line. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I kind of saw that one coming. Obviously, I was thinking maybe you go offensive line, but everyone's healthy outside of Tevin Jenkins, which like is awesome. Line. Like, I, I you kind do? Of agree. Yeah, I mean, in terms of like, the okay. starters out there, like, you know, Braxton Jones had a pretty good year last year. He's going to be better, hopefully, in year two. We got, you know, obviously Tevin Jenkins is always injured, but when he's, like, the, the offensive line fully healthy, I think could actually be, like, ranked, like, 12th to 13th in the NFL, you know, if everybody's healthy. Yeah. It's going to be a big F, obviously. I, I kind of I can see that man. If it's a if we get like top fifteen, top twelve offensive line with Justin Fields mobility, oh man, that would be phenomenal. So I mean, speaking of the defensive line, so we have let's see here: Justin Jones, Andrew Billings, Yannick Ngakwe, which I'm saying it now correctly. Figgy, thank you. Um, <laughs> no let's problem. see here, and then the backups, you know, or Demarcus Walker, Rashim Rashim Green, Jervon Dexter, Zach Pickens, Dominique Robinson. Who DWC? But I'll get to you in a second, Vicky. Who who concerns you the most here? Which player? Like, well, as far as lack of production or just not a lot of faith in? Yeah, I, I don't want to say Justin Jones because he's like yeah you know, hyping us up on Twitter and like you know he's, he had the whole thing <laughs> with Packers. Like I I forgot what he said exactly, but like he hated the Packers. Fun mom. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah something like that. Yeah, yeah, but you know, last year at least according to like PFF, you know, he wasn't the best, you know, run defender and pass rusher. He, he had a few moments last year, but I'm not sure if he's like your starting three tech of the feature. Obviously not because they drafted, you know, both Javon Dexter and Zach Pickens, but I think he'd probably be like the weakest right now on the D line because at least like Andrew Billings provides you with the run defense. Um, Javon and, you know, Pickens are both rookies, which I'm not expecting that much out of them anyways. But if, if Zach, if, sorry, if uh, Justin Jones can step up to being, you know, above average, at least this year, you know, this could be a better than expected defensive line, but definitely a little bit worried about him. Okay. And Vicky, uh, I'll go over to you here. Who, who, what unit kind of player unit kind of worries you the most? Oh, it's going to be both the trenches, right? Offensive is because of injuries right now. Like I think we've improved the offense, but you know, just I, look, you know, everyone's expected to come back, but like it's kind of been yeah. through preseason, the offseason's been shuffling around, right? And then defense, defensive line, obviously, that's always been our weakest. It doesn't mean, like Rashad said, we we did improve there, right? I think we improved in every unit, but it's still our weakest <laughs> by far. Like this is not even a question. And our best okay. player, one year deal, so right here, here. So I'm hoping that ne- like the our first pick next year, or at least one of the first two. Is, is going to an edge rusher of some type. So, and again, you can't put too much, uh, you know, expectation in rookies just in general, right? Because they're rookies, right? First on the job, you know, it's going to take some time to learn, you know, the, the nuances of the NFL and develop your skill. So even though I like the rookies we got, right? I, I always go back to like Kyler Gordon. Like I liked Kyler Gordon's sign, um, draft when we got him, but we saw what the man had to go through. Everyone doesn't come out and, you know, yeah. And ball's kind of like more in the brisker light. I think you get more rookies where it's like it takes a little bit. And then once they're there, it's like, oh, they got it. So we're, there's going to be some growing pain defensive line. Like, I think a lot of growing pains with that defensive line. So we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, no, I agree with both of you guys. And I think this is 
correct me if I'm wrong, DWC, this is kind of what you're talking about, the Justin Jones quote. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So for our, you know, Apple, you know, regular podcast listeners, the the quote that he's referring to um, was their fans are pretty shitty. He's referring to Green Bay. Half of them don't even know football. And the, this is probably one of my most proud graphics I've ever made because I see it in <laughs> comment sections all the time. It'll be, it could be in Reddit. It could be on Twitter. I haven't seen it on Facebook. I'm not on there often, but honestly, one of my finest, I, I love it, man, but it's a great, hopefully we can use it come week one after we win and we get to go through all these horrendous takes that the Packers fans had all off season. Um, anyways, though, funny quote. Now I want to go ahead and obviously outside of Justin Fields, um, which maybe he's not even the strongest part of the roster as far as quarterback goes, but DWC, what is the strongest part of this roster and why? Uh, it's a tie between linebacker and receiver, I feel like. Linebacker, you know, I'll, I'll talk about both, obviously. But linebacker, we added Tremaine Edmonds, a superstar from the Buffalo Bills, a guy that can do it all. You know, super athletic guy, super young, too. So we obviously know about Tremaine Edmonds. You know, we signed T.J. Edwards as well from the Philadelphia Eagles, who was a you know big part of their Super Bowl-level defense, fantastic run defender, too. Um, so those two, obviously, could be, you know, one of the better linebacker duos in the NFL. And we also got Jank Sanborn from last year, which I feel like, people are kind of forgetting about because he only played, he only started maybe like four games last year um, because of injury and because he wasn't the starter at the beginning of the year. But Jack Sanborn coming back is also huge, you know, super young guy that's very physical, very instinctive as well. And we drafted Noah Sewell too. I um, in round, I think that was round five, who was a projected. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was a projected first round pick in 2022. Obviously he had a bad season in 2022, which is why he slipped to the fifth round. But like even Noah Sewell, has so much freaking potential. So linebacker is stacked. It's honestly probably a top three linebacker group in the NFL right behind the 49ers, I'd say. Oh, yeah. And then receiver, you know, we got DJ Moore, Chase Claypool, Darnell Mooney, Tyler Scott, who I saw was on your podcast, which is pretty dope. Um, you know, EQ Sam Brown, Billis Jones. Like, it, it's honestly one of the more talented uh, receiver rooms in Bears history, I'd say. Like, I know that kind of sounds like a hot take, but we've had so bad receiver rooms in the past, especially like, you know, five, six years where last year we were throwing to, you know, EQ Sam Brown as receiver number one. Like, what are we doing there? I mean, I, I'm happy we actually have NFL level players at the receiver spot. So both receiver and linebacker, I think are it's probably the most stacked positions. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I'm going to go ahead and show a, a quick clip here. You, you said something about Noel Sewell, which I thought he had a pretty good preseason. He did end up getting, I think, hurt. I don't, what was the Ficky or DWC, do you know kind of the – is he okay? What was the severity of that injury? It, I don't think it was that I severe. I can't remember okay. what it yeah. was, but I don't think it was that severe. I'm pretty I sure. I didn't think so either. Yeah. So this is the play I was talking about. I think that he actually got hurt maybe the next play or, or even this one. But it was a – I think he came in on a – just – yeah. Just ended up destroying the back Ooh. here. Um, oh, that's anyways, cooking. big fan of Noah Sewell. He might be a year year or two away as far as, you know, being a productive starter. But I think you guys hit the, you know, hit that one perfectly. Now, uh, Ficky, strongest part of the, or strongest part of the uh, roster and why, why, like, are you confident? This is one that you're confident heading into week one against Green Bay. Hey, this is going to outplay, you know, the, the, the Packers, whatever they're going to bring out. Follow the money. The money went to the linebackers. That's, I mean, it's right there. That's, that's your best group. That's what, that's the position group that we paid the most for. And it makes sense. Right. So that is good. The downfall is modern defenses. You know, maybe that's not what you want your best position group to be, but 
you know, I'll take it for now. Uh, and then obviously I got to double down. Uh, Rashad's got a wide receiver group, right? I think we have each receiver has had an a thousand yard season. We've never had that right now. Maybe the top isn't as like heavy with like talent. Like I'd go back to Alshon Jeffrey and Brandon Marshall and Martellus Bennett. That was a pretty good receiving core. Right. But that was like after them, there's not really much. So, and, and like I said, bar was the bar for our wide receiver core is, is so low. DJ Moore coming in, if he was a bear from the start, he'd be the all time bears leading wide receiver with the yards he has now. All right. It's, it's pretty bad. So, so I do, I do feel that is our strongest. Uh, I also, this, the running room is pretty strong too. You know what I mean? Like it's serviceable. It doesn't have any. Like I'll say, like I have a high confidence in it. It'd be third on the confidence level. It doesn't have any like big names. Like we don't have like a Derrick Henry or anything like that, or someone where you're like, oh Saquon, you know, kind of like the star level talent. But I feel like what we have, it's going to be super serviceable. And then also, we're not paying them much, which is fantastic. Not for them, but like from a cap situation. So we, it's I. I'll, I'll say this. I'll leave with this. I'd like that we have groups where we're like, oh, that's a strong unit because last year, what did we have? You know what I mean? What I mean, a running back still with Monty and Khalil, but what else? Like, you couldn't even go t- – even the tight end room was more like solidified with uh, Bobby with uh, obviously Komet and then Mercedes Lewis. That's, that's a solid group. I think we have like three or four solid positional units that you can feel proud of which is uh, just a, uh, uh, a, a given a round of applause to polls because last year we had <laughs> what one maybe. So he's really, that's what makes him more excited. Cause I feel like he's going to do like what he's done these past two years. He's just going to rinse and repeat next year. And the next year we're going to be like, Oh my gosh, look how solid X group is. You know what I mean? Whatever it is. So, you know, excited for the future, but we still definitely do have some weaknesses, but on the, on the light side, optimistic side, I'm glad that we actually have some units that we can feel proud of. I love it. I, I, for me, I guess I'll touch on it real quick. I think even though Jordan Love had a pretty good, I mean, a fantastic preseason, um, which is, you know, I'm not going to lie and say, that, you know, it's not alarming, you know, it's not a little scary, but, you know, last year, um, I think you touched on it, DWC, on your Twitter. I think I've tweeted about it, Vicky, you too, is that Justin had a pretty good preseason last year. It led to nothing. You know, preseason is vanilla. There's a reason it's called preseason. And so, Jordan Love having a great one, you know, chalk it off, um, you know, hats off to him. But I think the Bears have the better quarterback. I think he's just more dynamic. And maybe Jordan's a little bit better at, you know, reading a defense right now than Justin is. And he may always be that way. But as far as a dynamic weapon and, you know, a quarterback that can just really change a game, I think they have that. And so for me, I think the strongest unit um, could be wrong here, but I think Justin Fields is going to be the reason uh, that the Bears at least w- win this game, if not run away with it a little bit, because they are at home. So I'm expecting that. We'll get to predictions later. Um, I want to go ahead and move on to our questions. We have a ton uh, on Twitter. I think like over 40 questions. We'll try to get to as many as, you, as we can. Um, and if you guys have questions in the chat, go ahead and throw them in. We'll get to those. Um, we'll throw them up on the screen. And again, if you like the content, before we hop into this mailbag here, just go ahead and hit a thumbs button, thumbs up button for us. Uh, really does help the channel grow. We appreciate it. Uh, but Ficky, uh, DWC, we're going to go ahead and start here. So the first question I have, we'll keep it light, easy. Um, uh, we have over, under, half a touch for Kari Blasting game in week one. DWC, I'll let you start, man. 
I got to go with the over. I mean, he's. Yeah. I, I mean, when you say touch, maybe, maybe not over. Actually, I, I thought you meant snaps at first. Um, snaps definitely is yeah. going to be over over zero point five. Um, touches, oh, yeah. I'm not, not too sure actually. You know, maybe he gets a touch at the end of the game. You know, at the goal line or something like that. So I'll, I'll still say over. Okay. All right, Vicky. Does touch? I was just as this just rushing because I feel like he actually has a higher chance of catching catching a pass. I what's like just, what I like a dump, touch a is down. just. A, Okay, if it's if it's either, then I'm gonna say yeah. I think he's gonna get like nothing's open, right? Because we saw that in preseason, and, and Fields is gonna just dump it off. It might be like a three yard catch, but I'll take the over on that. Okay, because I think if we yeah, get I the goal he's... line, it's Fields' time. You know what I mean? I, they want to. It's it's either I'm throwing that ball or I'm running that in. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Too many weapons, and I don't think they're gonna be highly focused on you know Kari getting the ball. Um, I'm going to go over two though, just cause I think that, you know, it's week one. They might have a surprise there, you know, fullback got to give some love, which I forgot who just got paid like a crazy like 15 million. Oh, yeah. I think Miami, 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 three years, 17, yeah. Alec three years, Ingold, 17 mil or something like that. Yeah. Alec Ingold. Like I think he got paid. Yeah. 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 Shout good, out to him, man. man. That's insane. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> you know, who, I, I bet like Saquon and them are punching air right now. Like, <laughs> bro, man, a running back <laughs> that's dynamic, you know, can't even get fullback money <laughs> or a long term deal. <laughs> wow. But hey, fullbacks are, you know, they're, they're, you know, a pretty, you know, they, they can block they, a lot of things they do that just instead of just running, obviously. Right. So we're going to go over to our guy, Sam. Sam the Jedi on Twitter. He said, how big of an impact does our new linebacker core have in the passing game? And how many sacks per game should we be expected with our new defensive line addition? So, mm. Vicky, I'm going to change it up. I'm going to start with you on this one. We'll start cool, with the cool, first cool. question. Uh, how big of an impact? We kind of touched on it earlier. You're a big fan of them. You have been for a while yeah. now. How big of an impact week one and throughout the season? Oh, I think we're going to notice it because what they are, are they're really passing coverage linebackers. They're big big guys like Tremaine Evans is a giant. And so we run that Tampa two or like a version of that Tampa two. So like, basically I think Fluce came out and talked about like he wanted these big guys because what it does is their length basically blocks zones, just them standing in an area and putting their arms out makes windows much smaller for the passing game. So I think just size alone them, I mean, obviously they're talented as well. It's we're going to see a significant difference on, you know, on especially like when it gets to like third and like six or seven you know like kind of that mid-range area i feel like it's gonna make it a lot it's gonna make it a lot harder for teams to get that first down which compared to last year like anytime it's third down i'm like oh these guys will get it right so i think it's gonna be monumental like it's not like i don't expect like hall of fame like wow like these guys are brian Urlacher and lance briggs no i don't expect that but i do think okay. compared to last year it's gonna help and then also we have to remember they will they will still be better on the run. Our defense last year gave up over 2100 rushing yards, dead last in the NFL and 31 rushing touchdowns like garbage. These two back there are going to help plug that up. They both had multiple multiple seasons of uh, 100 plus tackles. So I think we're going to see a significant change. I think just them alone is going to help push us from dead last in rushing and maybe like 28th and passing to like seven, eight spots up like mid twenties, just them alone. And if we get like enough increase in talent on the DBs as well, then that's just going to keep moving forward. And then to go to your sack per game, I'm a little bit less optimistic with this D line that they, some people 
the D line was garbage last year. It's gotten a little better. What may if if Yannick will get eight to nine, Walker probably get five or so. Everybody else I'm splitting like five to ten. So that's like what maybe less than 30 sacks still i don't know it's not gonna be that much i think it's gonna be under 40 so 40 divided by like 17 you're getting like a sack and a half a game if that so i have okay. i have lower expectations with that yeah all right all right dwc i'm gonna pass it to you man i agree with all that with the linebackers you know <laughs> Edmonds, big tall guy he's, he's like a creative player on madden Riley. he's very very big length <laughs> Very, you know, very big wingspan, very big length. Um, he can jump, get up there too. So it's going to be huge having him in the passing game, you know, in the middle of the field, um, tipping some passes. I think he did in camp too. Some of the camp practices I went to, he, you know, got his hands up there and tipped the ball. And I think one actually turned into interception for Justin Fields. So mm-hmm. um, definitely Edmonds, I think it's going to be big for the, you know, passing game. TJ Edwards too, to some extent. You know, Edwards is kind of less athletic than Edmonds is. He's not, he's not known to be very fast. So, He's probably going to be better against the run. But last year with the Eagles, he was pretty good against the pass as well. So if he can continue that, maybe he could be pretty good too against the pass. And, you know, Jack Sanborn is not not the most athletic, but, you know, maybe he could make some plays too. But um, with the defensive line, I, I kind of agree with Ficky too. Like, it's not going to be like 2018 Bears or anything like that, unless we trade for Chris Jones, which could be possible. So, like, if we trade it first for Chris Jones, then I'm totally – I'm optimistic about the Bears D-line because he can single-handedly change the Bears D-line. But um, without him, it's still kind of looking a little bit sketchy right now with, you know, Yannick probably is going to be good for like eight to ten sacks this year. But besides for him, I'm a little bit nervous about the sack production because even looking at Iberflus' defenses in the past, like he's never had usually great sack production from his defenses, right, in this 4-3 scheme. Even with the Colts, he had you know, guys that weren't known to be superstars, I feel like. Maybe guys from the interior did get sacks, like DeForest Buckner, but from the edge guys, he never really got too many sacks. So, you know, as long as we don't have a situation where Jaquan Brisker is leading the team in sacks again, it's going to be an upgrade <laughs> over last year. So just don't be the worst defensive line in the NFL. Like, I'm just expecting, like, the low average play, I'd say. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. Uh, our, our rookie safety leading the, the team in sacks, which is... <laughs> crazy um i I guess i gotta yeah i guess i gotta start going first because you guys make so many good points i'm like how do i add on to this and i'm like uh you know i don't even try but what do we have any questions from the the, from the youtube chat that we want to get to i want to kind of split it up as much as possible yeah let me yeah let me put some up real quick awesome pick go yes one from that guy 44 if it pulls up yep thoughts on our wide receivers versus green bay corners so if I remember in the corners, we have Jair, obviously. Desmond King's not a corner on the Packers anymore. Who is their other corner? Do you Stokes. guys remember? Stokes, right? Stokes. Stokes. Yeah. Yep, it is Stokes. Stokes is pretty I decent, believe- too. So it- I think he's injured, actually, so I'm not sure if he's playing week one. Oh. So I got it pulled up here. We're Let's talking um, corners, right? Yeah, Jair. Okay. He might be, yeah, Eric Stokes out. Yeah, he's out for week one. Ah, uh, gotcha. So it's Rasul uh, Douglas. Oh, okay. wow. Yeah, so, well, uh, Donaldson is good. Jair's good. Rudy Ford, because they let go of, of Amos. So Rudy Ford's new. So, I mean, Jair's Jair. Good luck. Like, that's a top five corner. So no one on our team is better than Jair. Like, I'm sorry. Like, DJ Ward's good, but Jair's been dominant. 
He's been dominant. Like other yeah, than like I'm, the play Mooney beat him on and Nikhil Harry beat him on a play here and there, but like Jair's dominant. So it's going to be that that side, whoever he's guarding, that's going to be a tough matchup. But you know, everyone else, I don't think there's anyone where I'm like, oh wow, watch out. You know what I mean? DWC, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with that. I was I was saying with um Jair, like so, he, he beat DWC, him. If, yeah. Uh, no, I was saying uh, EQ Sam Brown beat Jair true. last year on that on that play down the field. But yeah, you're you're right with Jair being a top five cornerback. It's going to be hard going up against him. But besides for him, I'm not too optimistic about the Packers secondary, especially with um the defensive coordinator. I think Joe Barry is his name, which Packers fans yep. have been like hating on. You know, all of last year he's he's coming back this year, so I think our receivers should be able to beat their cornerbacks um during this matchup. Like Fields should have some wide open receivers. I feel like. If he throws it to him, I think so. Yeah, throw it it. <laughs> you say we're both wrong. No, I think you're both are like money, but for me, I'm going to be a little bit more passionate on this. Cause I think the bears have too many weapons. In my opinion, if, if everyone's healthy, which from reports of this week, knock on wood, everything goes, you know, even better next chase Claypool should be there healthy. You got Cole Komet, you got Robert Tunyon, you got DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, and then you got Justin Fields and his legs and that factor. And then the Bears running back game that was number one last year. So play action. I think the the, the Packers corners, the secondary is going to be, especially because it's week one, teams are going to be rusty. Typically, I, th- I feel like maybe the defense might defenses might be a little bit more ahead of offenses. But for me, I, I think this is a great matchup. Like probably um, maybe too enthusiastic just because, you know, it is week one and there's a lot of hype behind it. And I, for me, I think it, Fuck it. means it's a lot. Fun. Kyle Brandt. <laughs> yeah. Kyle Brandt was on the show and he's like, you know, everyone's like, ah, it's just week one. And he's like, no, this is a start of a new era. Like this is a chance to like kind of rewrite, like basically, you know, change the dynamic, the um, who basically the has the um, upper hand here. Yeah. The narrative. Yeah. And it starts with Justin Fields and Jordan love, you know, and, and it does mean something. So for me, I, you know, obviously we kind of all agree with Kyle there, but I think it's just, I think it's going to be tough for them. Obviously they have some, you know, playmakers, but we got DJ Moore. You know, we got Darnell Mooney who hopefully yeah. is healthy, you know, or be able to bounce back to kind of what he was. And even if it's like 95% Mooney, like I think he's getting a lot of like flack this summer just because like, you know, he obviously didn't produce last year, uh, but it was a tough spot for, you know, if you look at the Bears roster last year, as far as wide receivers go, he was it's completely different. Yeah. And yeah, yeah he got injured also after – yeah, he got injured after week six, I think, or something like that. Um, but another thing, too, is like if it if we go back to that question, I'm I'm less concerned about wide receivers versus corners. Like I'm not like going into the game. That's not where I'm like, oh, wow. Like I, I feel like we're going to get dominated there. It's again, it, it always starts in the trenches. That's mm-hmm. what I'm watching. How is Rashawn Gary, Quay Walker, Pre- uh, Preston Smith going to go against our offensive line that's out there. You know what I mean? And then vice versa. You know what I mean? The Packers have always had a decent offensive line. We don't have a defensive line. So, so it'll be interesting to see if we can get some pressure on love. You know what I mean? Because if there's yeah. no pressure on love, he's going to be making – like he's going to have more time to make sound decisions, right? Just like mm-hmm. any quarterback. So that's – I think that's where the matchup really is, and that's where I'm going to be focused on. Like all – well – I'll be in the stands, so maybe I won't be seeing as much. I'll just be high off the excitement. But if I were watching from the television, that's exactly what I'd be focused on. So the thing with the Packers offensive line, it's – I mean, I think over the preseason, they didn't allow a single pressure on Jordan Love, which, again, it's preseason, yeah. but that's still impressive. Like, they always kind of have a solid, you know, offensive line. So 
with, our, you know, you pair that and, with, you know, our young, you know, not top tier talent, you know, defensive line, getting pressure on love could be an issue. What do you think DWC, as far as just the, the secondary question. and the bears receivers? Have, before you go, one question is Bakhtari yeah. is Bakhtiari playing? He's healthy. I think he is. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's probably Great. Healthy. That's, that's, that's fantastic. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> go ahead. DWC. No worries, no worries. Yeah. I, I think we're going to have to be more aggressive than we usually are. Right. Because this defense is not known to be, you know, a blitzing defense, like a heavy, you know, sending pressure defense. You know, last year we did rank, I think bottom five in terms of blitz percentage, um, sending extra guys. So, I'm kind of wondering if Alan Williams is going to change it up a little bit this year, being a little bit more aggressive. This defense at its heart is not known to be that aggressive, but especially with a weaker defensive line, you know, sending Jaquan Brisker, sending Kyler Gordon out of the slide on like a DB blitz, you know, that could be an option probably to get some extra pressure on the quarterback, especially with Jordan Love kind of, I call him like a rookie quarterback because even though he's in year four at this point, he hasn't played before in the regular season, right? He's only played like two games so far. So Jordan Love is still kind of a rookie quarterback. So if you kind of confuse him with, you know, some blitzes here and there, some pressure, some stunts, you know, occasionally throughout the game, like don't don't make this defense like so basic like we had to be last year, right? So you're going to have to change it up a little bit for Jordan Love against Jordan Love to kind of rattle him a little bit, which I think we can because he's not proven to be a good quarterback yet in the regular season. And even last time we saw him playing college football, like his last season in college football was not the best, right? His first season was like, it was pretty good, but the last season he threw for like, I don't know, like 20 picks or something like that. So yeah. he can he can turn the ball over if you send pressure at him. So and another thing with that, like during the preseason, he didn't face any pressure at all. Right. So if you send some pressure his way, how is he going to react to that? We don't know. So I kind of hope for Alan Williams to send some pressure yeah. against Jordan Love. I love that DW. I think absolutely. Even if you don't get home, just to kind of you know, you show that to. he does not have all the time back there. It's similar to like Aaron Rodgers. What what happens when we gave Aaron, you know, at least, you know, more than like five seconds, he just, he would find a way every single time. If you could not get him or if he kind of Houdini's his way out of it, you know, time and time again, he made a play. So with Jordan Love, I don't know, you know, he's not Aaron Rodgers, you know, God forbid, but you can't, you got to get pressure. And like I said, sending, you know, Brisker, we have a lot of athletes on this defense, maybe get Stevenson on a corner blitz or something like that. Surprise him. Because, you know, live action, you know, regular season football is a lot different than preseason, you know. Um, anyways, Vicky, we'll do one more. Do we have any other comment questions from YouTube? Yeah, we do. We, we do have another one. We do have another one. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So, Diego here says, you think Juice can come RB1 role and be less of a running by committee as we all think it's going to uh, going to end up being? And if so, do you see Herbert potentially landing across all running backs in league? Maybe I don't understand that last part, but basically he's asking, do you leading? think Khalil Herbert is leading, leading? Good call. Yeah, it's probably leading. Maybe. That makes sense. So basically, are we going to stick to running back by committee or is one of these mm -hmm. running backs going to take RB1 and then they kind of be more of that, uh, get the boatload of the carries? You know what I mean? What's good question. Thoughts? I'll let you go answer that, DWC. It's going to be committee, I feel like. Even last year, it kind of was committee with, you know, David Montgomery here. We split carries between Monty and Herbert, you know, kind of 50-50 down the stretch. So I think especially with how many talented running backs we have right now with Roshan here, which I'm super high on, like you guys know. You know, we signed Deontay Foreman, who had almost a 1,000-yard season last year. I think it's almost guaranteed, guaranteed to be a running back by committee unless one of these backs just completely smokes everybody else uh, when the game starts, which I don't anticipate being the case. I think... All of them are like equally talented. 
Um, in terms of potential, Roshan definitely has the highest potential because he has the ability to pass protect, um, probably pass catch too better than Herbert can. So I think it's going to be a committee the entire year. Like I don't see Herbert, you know, getting 80% of the carries the entire year. That's good. I, I kind of agree with you. Ficky, I'll let you kind of take it, man. I, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all about the running back for committee. You know, these these guys get beat yeah. the fuck up. Like, they're running backs. They get tackled and knees break and snap. Like, I don't know. It, it's a grueling position. So, I think that's why the NFL is going to switch to that modern thing because they realize that and they're starting to notice that. So, you want to have kind of like we do with the defensive line. You know what I mean? You your your four aren't there's a snap count you know what i mean like they they don't have them all in there at the same time because it's so gruesome down there they move them in keep them fresh things like that so i just hope that it's like i'm i'm always pro running back committee unless you don't keep feeding the hand that's hot and i think we've seen that before i think Nagy used to do that it'd be like someone would get a great run and then you just not like long one with tired like there's gashing and then they're out. And I'm like, wait a minute, the man's balling. Why would you take him out? So I'm hoping that it's more of like that committee. And then if, if it's Dante Foreman's going crazy that week, it's Dante Foreman's game. If next week it's Khalil Herbert, yeah. Herbert's got it. Same with Roshan Johnson. So whoever is taking the, you know, the brute force of the workload is fine with me as long as it's the best performing person of the game. So yeah, I um I kind of agree with that. I think I just don't think Herbert has enough, you know, you know, no pun intended, but enough juice, electric you know, electricity in his game to kind of be that number one premier back, like a Saquon, uh, Jonathan Taylor, CMC, those type of guys that just will, Hey, you got to feed them the ball. They're electric. Love Herbert. Just don't think he has that gear. And, and, but one thing about, you know, you mentioned about like running backs just going down, you know, you know, kind of tip my hat to Montgomery, David Montgomery, who was here last year, obviously wishing the best on the lions, but he just, he was so durable. Like he would get hurt. Like he had a couple plays, like I think when it, during his career with Chicago, where it's like, Oh, he's out for at least a couple, maybe a couple months, you know, and he ends up coming back like in a week or even that very next game. So as far as durability goes, that's one thing I loved about Monty. And before we kind of get to the next questions, I just want to click, I, I went over here to sports mockery, just kind of see what was on here. I have not read this yet, but I just want to know what the beef was. So I'm just going to click this real quick. And for our listeners, oh, so I didn't there even... was a, I just it just caught my eye. I accidentally hit it. So we're on we're based on sportsmockery.com. There's a article right here. Eric Lambert, if you know who he is, very prominent writer here. But uh, beef with producers of his NFL commercial appearance. Which if you haven't seen it, go on NFL.com. Go on Twitter. Um, it's real. I think it was really cool. Have you seen it, Rashad? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, with the running running for two thousand okay. yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Saw it. With so, Keegan Michael Keel, so Justin I think, Fields. I, he, that that was funny. <laughs> So he says, Justin Fields isn't the type to get angry. Uh, okay. So he said, Fields indicated why he didn't care for that segment during an interview with Dan Weeder. Am I saying that? Weeder? Dan Weeder. Can I say that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Weeder. From Chicago, Chicago Times, Tribune. I think. Which Tribune I am shocked that, mm-hmm. you know, shout out to him. You know, obviously he works real hard, but I'm shocked Justin did. I guess he did that interview with, with, uh, with Dan in particular. Because Dan. Dan's kind of negative towards yeah. the team. Like, yeah. you know, no, no offense to him, but um, – Anywho, so he said, starting on a light note, you had the opportunity recently to meet with NFL script writers. Did they take your advice on banning quarterback sacks? He said, no, they didn't at all. Yeah, I mean everything. And this is Justin Fields speaking. He said, no, they didn't at all. Yeah, I mean everything in that little commercial was already written for us. I felt like it was kind of low-key throwing my alignment under the bus a little bit. But yeah, it was a cool experience. It was like a real Hollywood set and everything. 
Okay, that makes more sense. So he just didn't. I like that answer. I like that by Justin. Yeah, I thought it was more uh, like very, he was. Very, I thought um, it was, you know, candid. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be yeah. more like he was. I, I, I was like, why is he like, pissed? I'm running back. That's what yeah, I, thought. I thought it was more like, oh, I'm a running <laughs> yeah. back quarterback. But I mean, it is what it is. I mean, he's yeah. got to prove it, right? We talk about this. Like, if you don't want to be called a running quarterback, don't run. You know what I mean? Not telling them not to run. Obviously, use your skills. But like, if you go for 3,000 yards, people will shut. The, they'll shut up. It, they'll shut up. It's easy as that. Yeah. Go out on the field, prove it, which we all, I think, here agree that he will. But prove it, well, and then people will stop talking about it. But one thing he did Sorry. say, like, I think there was another – um commercial today or it was like a just a an ad which i I don't want to play it get copyrighted but it was about Mm. talking about like what do you want to the script right and he talked about rushing for two thousand yards being the first one and i'm like yeah that's when i was referring to it yeah i that was the one i saw today and yeah i I I didn't like that one either it's like no i i liked it yeah but i didn't like him like saying like i'm rushing for two thousand yards like obviously it's just like yeah but i think it's Yes. Yeah. There you go. Are they leaning into that running back too much? Maybe like that running back joke where it's like, oh, you know, I think it's right here. You'll 100%. see, you know, Fields not a running back on my little chalkboard, but it's interesting. Like yeah, I said, get, I, it's, it's, it's satire basically. Right. So like I yeah. wasn't taking it for real as long as he does. I don't think he is either. Maybe he feels some sort of way, but again, go past, you know, this is the, this is yeah. your year to shut him up, have more yeah. than 17 touchdowns. You know what I mean? Like, you had 22. I can't be mad. I can't be mad that the that the argument is you're running quarterback when a third of your yards, total yards last year, were running. That's a shit ton. You know what I mean? No other quarterback other than Lamar, who also gets put into that category, maybe not as much recently, but when he came in, it's the same argument. And guess what? Lamar yeah. started passing more. He developed in the pocket. And people don't call Lamar. You can go on the internet. No one calls Lamar really a running back anymore. Like maybe some true haters out there, but most educated <laughs> viewers of the NFL know Lamar can pass the ball. So Fields yeah. can do the same thing. And he did it in college. So just show up in the NFL and you'll be good. That's what happens when Easy you win that, an right? MVP. You know, that's when you win an MVP. Yeah. It's like, okay, all right, I guess, you know, he doesn't. Yeah. But that's the thing, maybe right? Fields it, there. When Lamar did that, he didn't have a, crazy amount of passing yards either i think it was under three thousand, right because i think or it was over three thousand, but yeah. he had like just shot a shy of under a thousand rushing yards because there's never been the three to one done before so even if fields okay. does something like that right like let's say he gets like 3200 which is like i think more of a realistic number compared to 4k right i'd love to see that and he rushes for like seven eight yo those are great numbers like that's I would be like, oh, you're a passing quarterback. You can break 3,000, and we're still using your running skill. And then the, 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 hope, the goal is that following year, now you're throwing for 4,000 yards, and maybe you're only rushing for 500, right? So there is a progress to it. He's going to run a lot this year. I think we all can agree that's going to happen. I don't want him to get 1,000, but if he does, whatever. I just hope that, that you know, if you're rushing for a thousand, you're not only throwing for 2,200 and you're more near that 3,000 mark. So, what's your guys' thoughts? He's got to get to 300 passing yards at least like a couple times this year, right? Like, he's still not oh, gotten yeah. 300 yeah. yards. He's gotten Please. pretty close. Steelers game two years ago, he got to like 290 something, you know, then the rest kind of fucked us over in that game. But um, he's got to get to 300. God. If he gets it in the first game against the Packers, like, we'd obviously be going crazy. I'm not sure if that's very realistic. For the first game, especially with new weapons, but 
I, you know, I, I'm more optimistic about his passing ability. I feel like the more, you know, most Bears fans are at this point. Like I've, I've been seeing on Twitter, like a lot of Bears fans kind of capping his potential this year, you know, to only 3K passing yards, which I think is that's selling him short a little bit because, you know, we saw in college football, like he, he was a dynamic throw over the football too. Like he was never really a running quarterback in college. And with the weapons this year, with a guy like DJ Moore that can get yards after the catch as well, which I think is going to be huge where he's not going to have to, you know, get all the yards by himself throwing the ball down the field. He's going to dump the ball off to Moore on a screen pass. He's going to make it go like 80, 70 yards, you know, to the house, right? So I think those yards are going to help him boost that passing number to some extent, but he's still going to be, you know, you know, mixing those runs too at the same time, right? Because he's too dynamic of a quarterback to not use a running at all. So I, I would be hoping more for like, you know, 3,500 passing yards, which I still think, you know, to some people that may be a little bit too optimistic, but how much is that per game? Like what, what's 3,500 divided by 17 if he stays healthy? It's like 200. It's like 220. You know, I'm saying that right now when he barely got to like 150 per game. Yeah, there, there you go. I was gonna say, it, it sounds yeah. easy to like, <laughs> to like Josh Allen or something. Yeah. But, we, I did you so say, many games. Was like Fields had a great game, and then you look at the stat line. He had 180 passing yards. You're like, bro, yeah. what? So I, I get that. Did you say 3200, Rashad? Uh, no, I said no, he 30, said 3500, which okay, 35. Is, uh, maybe that's too optimistic, but so 3500 divided by 17 game span yeah. is 205 yards passing per game. I think I that's doable. Possible. It's when you got right? if you can't do that with the weapons you have now, in mm. my opinion. Oh yeah, I just, we got a problem. Yeah, well, that's what I'm unless saying. For, but, but you remember, we're we're a number one rushing team, so you have to keep that in mind. Yeah. He's not getting the – he'll get more than last year. But the man also had the lowest amount of attempts per game. So it wasn't like this man got 30 passing attempts and he just was only hitting on 10. The man would have like 12 and he'd hit well, on like six. You know what I mean? So, so it's we got to get the like, passing number up. Well, I yeah, would want ahead. at least 22 – 23 at least a game passing attempts just because it's the modern nfl you know i would like to see kind of you know you gotta up it what you you spend so many resources you know darnell Wright, you know obviously the receivers chase claypool last year you want to pass the ball you have to be able to pass the ball in this league if you want to be dynamic and even if you call a pass play justin can still take off and get you 30 chunk yards easy you know and that, that can still help alleviate you know or maintain a top five top three rushing attack. So my only argument against that, right. I agree completely with you on your, your sentiment of what could happen. But my only thing is if you're like, if, if we stay a top running team, the attempts are going there. I'm sorry. Like I know some of the, uh, why we were top was because we also had a quarterback who rushed for a thousand. So that helps, but we, we've over like really the past, like five or six years, we've been a run heavy team, like through two regimes. So It'll be interesting to see what the play count shifts to because obviously last year, way more runs than pass. If it can get more to like a 40-60 uh, pass to run, I think we it gives him the likelihood to get that, right? But if it's still super run, like if the running is working well, like if we end up being the Titans, right? You'll just have Derrick Henry and he just bulldozes through. It, the coaches don't care about stats and numbers. They don't. They want to win the game. So if it's king, they're going to keep feeding it, right? So I'm not saying I want the running game to be bad. I'm just saying hopefully there's opportunities that we didn't have last year where fields will actually be like, 
oh, it's third and four. We don't have to run here. I can throw a slant to DJ Moore for eight yards. And so you get those plays that add up, or like Rashab said, some screens here and there, which we saw in the preseason, just little things that can like help add, like maybe you get an extra 20, 30 yards from plays like that, which you couldn't get last year. And so now instead of your stat line being one, you know, 80, right. You're like 210. You're like, okay, you know, I just need to stack that for 17 more. And then we're there. So. Okay. So before we, you know, knock off a ton of these questions, which we're going to kind of, we're going to get through a lot. So we're going to go quick. Um, but I want to know, have the DWC, have the Bears surrounded Justin with enough weapons to kind of, where there's no excuse at the end of the year? Real quick, yeah. what do you think? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I, okay, I want to make sure. I'm a Justin Fields fan. Like, I can't make any excuses for him this year if he doesn't ball out, if he yeah. doesn't get at least 3,000 yards. Like, he, we're probably going to move off from him, which sucks to say right now. But I think with the yeah. weapons we added with Chase Claypool, with DJ Moore, like, that's more than enough for most quarterbacks in the NFL. The only thing I'm concerned about is the offensive line um, to some extent, which I know I, I was optimistic about at the beginning of this podcast, yeah. but they're still a little bit unproven with Darnold right on the right side with, you know, Tevin Jenkins being injured frequently. So the offensive line is probably the biggest concern with that, but it, it should be enough weapons to at least get to, you know, 3000 passing yards at the very least. So he definitely has yeah. enough. Thank you. You agree. Oh, there's no question. I think we've talked about this many times. Poles did this yeah. strategically. He's like, bro, we got to find out if you're the guy or not. I got two first-round picks next year that are looking quite sexy. So you either need to show me you're the guy or not, or Caleb Caleb Williams, Drake May, welcome to the Chicago Bears. You know what I mean? So I think he knows that. I think, well, obviously Poles knows that. But the good thing is I feel like he has given him enough, and it's not like – like Poles knows he's going to be here and a lot of the players here. So it's not like a, a SOS, a life-saving attempt, you know what I mean? To try to like salvage this team. It's more like, no, yeah. we've set up some foundational pieces that I actually view that you can use moving forward. Cause I actually think Poles thinks fields is the guy, like the potentials there, you know what I mean? So you have to wait and see just like with all these players, but I think everyone's aligned in the, into believing that we won't have to use those picks next year for a quarterback. Do you guys kind of agree with that? Yeah, I mean, next year's draft class is it's, is very good. It could be like 2020. Like, I think it's 2020 where there was a lot like Tua's class. There just could be a yeah. lot of franchise guys where you're like, if Fields doesn't show kind of what you guys both talked about, it's like, okay, we're on the fence. You kind of just have to, especially because the Bears' deep team could be in a not a win now, but like, oh, hey, we can contend for the division at least and maybe even make some noise. And if you have a quarterback that can be a franchise guy that just it elevates your team, you know, you're not kind of stuck at that Trubisky level and you don't want to be in that situation with the field. So for me, you, if Fields doesn't prove it and like, you know, in your gut, you're like, maybe you just don't, can't take that chance. I think you move on, especially with how polls, you know, set us up for at least next year and maybe even 2025. So totally agree there. Um, I want to go ahead and get to a bunch of these questions real quick. So I'm going to, we'll try and make them quick. DWC, real quick, firing them off. Will Darnell Wright make the Pro Bowl as a rookie? No, I think that's too optimistic. <laughs> I'll say no. Even okay. though I'm pretty optimistic, definitely no, I'd say. Okay. Vicky, you agree? Yeah, no, it's it's a rookie, bro. Like you have to if you if you make a Pro Bowl as a rookie in any position, you're basically generational. Like you're like okay. you're that guy. So no, that's a okay. very high bar and high expectation right. for a for a twenty year old. I'll go on record. He's making the Pro Pro Bowl. I'll just I have to you know <laughs> be different here. I have to be different here. He's making the Pro Bowl. It is what it is. Um, so 
let's see here. Offense might be a little rusty. What do you do? You, but do you guys believe in Getzey who will throw in more play action pass opportunities for fields against the Packers? Real quick, I'll start with you, Ficky. What do you think? Play action a lot. We're gonna see. Yes. It. We, oh, yeah. Play action out of the pocket, boots, slides, all that. Absolutely. We know that's what Fields thrives at. That's some of his strengths. We were a heavy Bingo. rushing team. Yep. We're still going to be a heavy outside zone rushing team. Absolutely. I. That's his best stuff. So, yeah, they're going to put that in there. Trust me. Okay. DWC? I agree with that, too. The scheme is yeah. you know, they're reliant on play action also, obviously. So, yeah, it's going to be a lot of play action, I'd say. Okay. I agree. I think uh, maybe hopefully, you know, start the, you know, if we get the ball first or our, at least our first possession, run a play action, maybe, you know, I form it, something like that and just get a deep shot. DJ Moore. I don't know. Test the corners, oh, I don't know you know, if, see if, Oh, that'd be so good. See if the green Bay is so ready. Good. You know, you know, that'd be an open, you know, as far as the script goes, that is that what it says? <laughs> I think so. Um, so how many touchdown does DJ Moore score this season? DWC. I don't know. Like he's, I don't think he's been like a big touchdown guy during his career. I don't have the stats in front yeah. of me, but he's not. About he's to pull not, him up. Yeah, yeah, pull it up. Yeah, but he's not like a big guy, so he's not going to be like physically imposing in the end zone or anything like like maybe a Claypool can be. So I'm going to say maybe seven this year. I think seven would be a good number. You know, it's probably going to be mostly after the yeah. catch is getting into the end zone, but it's probably not going to be more than like 10 or anything like that. So I think seven yeah, is good. Actually, he hasn't had that much like in general. His first year, two rookie, right? Second year, four, third year, four, fourth year, four, last year, seven. But, oh, you know, he's always had the yards. The man's always had yards. He just can't get in the end zone. And also that, you know, you also like to get touchdowns. Sometimes like you have to march down the field all times, right? So if your team is garbage, you know what I mean? Like, if they can't convert third downs, like, you can get all these plays, but if you can't keep moving it down the field, you know, you're not going to get your touchdowns. So, it is what it is. I, I agree with DWC, though. I think that it's going to be probably six, nine-ish, you know what I mean? If he gets double digits, that's also fantastic, but I think the yards are going to be <laughs> consistent. I think the man's getting 1,100, 1,200 easily, so... Okay, Dave. What about I you? I agree with that one. You taking the over? You taking the over under? Uh, if I was the line like set 15, at seven, 16 bro, I'm about to uh, kick you off the podcast. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Realistically, I think touchdowns touchdowns are tough because it's like they're fun, but they're very hard to kind of like gauge. Like because so many things you got Justin Fields in the red zone, you know, and his you know uh, his legs. He's gonna take away you know opportunities that DJ Moore just getting those you know maybe a couple deep shots, but it's like. How can you predict kind of how they're going to score? Because Komet's going to be useful. Robert Tunyon, you got the rushing attack. Like I said, we're going to be a heavy rushing team. So when you get into those, you know, in the red zone, I just don't know if DJ Moore is going to be, obviously he'll be a focal point, but it's like, are you just going to force feed him? Probably not. He's more of those open guy, you know, open, you know, yak plays, you know, get, getting us to the red zone or, you know, maybe he takes yeah. himself. So for me, it's like, if he gets five touchdowns, four touchdowns, three touchdowns, three might be too small, but like four or five, but he has like 1200 yard, you know, receiving. I'm like, You're I'll good. take it, man. Like he's, it's the production that really matters. And sometimes that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be touchdowns as far as production. Right. And, and that's okay. Red zone. We have, we have three tight ends that can easily get more targets than DJ Moore in the red zone. Yeah. Lewis, absolutely. Tunyon, of course, and Komet guarantee they'll get they may get more touchdowns alone i can see game i could see the season ending where robert tunyon has like five touchdowns and he has like 400 yards. you know what i mean so the touchdowns like you said gate uh like you said david is not a good gauge at all and then obviously 
if we're running the ball a lot, a lot of our touchdowns may also be rushing when we get down there, whether that's Fields, Blazing Game, you know, Dante for De, uh, Deontay Foreman, or even Roshan Johnson, some of our bruisers. So it, that one's definitely hard to gauge. Okay. Uh, so we'll move on to the next one. <laughs> okay. You know, I don't know, man. Just kind of like a blank can moment. I answer this? Can I answer this? I got a good, I got a good yeah, absolutely. answer. So the you question is, you gotta read it. Uh, yeah. From Jarrett Rice, 0711. Do you think Dan Feeney is a Margarita guy? At former IU alum myself, Dan Feeney was there when I was there. That man is a drinker. So absolutely. He's probably Margarita. He's probably slamming back beers. Any type of. <laughs> you know, alcoholic beverage. I'm sure that man can take down with ease. Look, you do not have a mustache like that and not know how to slam some cold ones back. So I- I'm sure if he could do, if he could do some cold ass beer, I'm sure he could do some margaritas too. I mean, look at that and a mullet. Oh, come on. He fits it. This he man. Fits the narrative. <laughs> Too good. I'm, I'm very happy. This man, for those, you know, listen on Apple, Spotify, um, we're just, we have a photo pulled up from his first press conference. Just, uh, you know, an amazing mullet, great mustache, just a Chicago guy, you know, uh, through and through, in my opinion. But uh, DWC, you kind of agree with that, man? Yeah, there's nothing else to add there. <laughs> definitely pounding the beers, you know, he's going to be. Yeah. I, I forgot who said, like, I think it was Cole Clement that talked about him, like, go- like golfing together. And they were like, oh, this guy definitely, like, he he had a you know, crazy amount of beers in that, uh, on that uh, golfing trip. So, um, yeah, he's, he's definitely a big drinker, kind of looks like it. I love it. So he definitely looks like it. (laughs) I love, I love that pickup. It reminds me of like it's almost like a little bit, uh, maybe a little bit level up as far as like assigning Lucas Patrick last year. That's kind of what it reminds me of, just because like good vibes. You know what you're gonna get. Is he a superstar? No, but he's so versatile. It brings up, you know, brings stability to you know this line with with Tevin being out for at least the first four weeks. You just, I love it. I feel a lot better, especially heading into week one. Um, this is from uh, CH Bears updates on Twitter. He said, "Who's scoring the Bears' first touchdown this season?" Vicky, who's scoring? Too long. DWC, you're next. DJ, <laughs> <laughs> DJ sorry, D- D- DJ Moore. It was either between DJ Moore and Fields. I was thinking it's, it's gonna be a big play to DJ Moore. I just feel okay. like he's he's gonna do something crazy that you know, like kind of how that premium was. It's like he, he should have tackled yeah. that man. Breaks free, right? And then okay. if not, we're marching down the field. Like we're in the two, three yard line. It's like a QB draw, QB power, or QB something. It's fields. So those are my love two. it. I got a hot Good take. Brian. It's going to be Vilas Jones. It's going to be Vilas Jones taking all, <laughs> all the way to the house. I tweeted that too on my personal account. I didn't want to tweet it on my main account because mm-hmm. people clown on it. But yeah. dude, I'm telling you, Vilas Jones, people are kind of sleeping on him now because, you know, obviously it was a bad punt returner, fumbled a lot. But as a kick returner, he returned a bunch of kicks, you know. 30, 40 plus yards. Um, I think he's due for one to the house now. I don't think he got a touchdown last year, return touchdown. So, you know, I, I'm going with Velas Jones. It's, you know, probably too optimistic, but I think it's it's definitely a shot. I'd okay. love that. I, man, I'd that, that would be, I would, that's what I need now. Like, I, I'm honestly <laughs> going to be disappointed. You know, I love DJ, I love Justin, yeah. you know, but I would love that, especially because I, I, I am think Velas. I was going to say, ahead. I think you're right, though. I think Vailus is going to – because he showed, like, improvement near the back end of the season, right? Like, it wasn't like oh, he, the man's, like, a baller, but he was showing improvement from the receiving game. It wasn't just like I'm getting a, a jet sweep. You know what I mean? Like, he's running routes mid, mid-level, mid some deep ones as well. So, I'm not like he's going to be the star of the team 
obviously. But are we going to see more production out of him? Uh, yeah, I think that's definitely going to happen. I think it's going to surprise a lot of people because right now I feel like everyone hates Velas Jones. I mean, like, hey, I don't even I don't. Even, I don't think any I know, of us do. He, he led Here. the league in kick return, kick return yards. Like, so at least he's valuable in kick return. But like, people talking about like mm-hmm. him getting cut and whatnot. I'm like, bro, he is well, not getting cut. Not well, I mean, look at look at the comments from Ryan Poles when we signed. Um, how am I forgetting his name already? Oh, the punt returner. The, the punt returner. Um, Trent Taylor. Trent Taylor, right? Yeah, yep. Trent Taylor. Yep. Like, even with that signing, you're like, oh, the writing's on the wall. For me, I didn't hear this, but I saw tweets like, bye bye Bayless, all this, and it's like. Man, like, what are they? They just maybe it's like he's older, and they're like they hated the pick, and they're just like really just like he's a second year to get some justification for themselves and just you know I feel real good. It's like for me, I just I'm rooting for Velas. You do see that electric, you know, uh, electricity in him as far as just being able to make plays. Obviously, he's had some huge mistakes, but we don't get the first overall pick. Said it before without him, so put some respect on his name, in my opinion. But let's move on. Uh, we have a couple comments. We'll get back to Twitter. We'll get them out there. Uh, we have a couple yep, comments I got from one YouTube. Here. You want to bring them up, Vic? Yep, yep. I got this one right here. So, Zach Jonk, uh, Jonkman, hopefully I'm saying that right. Uh, he's a big fan of all of you. guys. appreciate it. Uh, how do you think DJ's stat line will look this year? And to start off, we kind of agreed that he's going to be between like six and nine touchdowns. Dave said 15, but he was on crack at that point. But uh, the I think joking, we also man. kind of agreed. <laughs> I think we also kind of agreed that the uh, receiving yards is probably going to be like plus a thousand to like what's your guys's cap i'm gonna say my 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 floor is that the ball gets spread out a lot more than what we expect so i'm gonna say like 900 and i'd say my ceiling is about he goes just bonkers and it's like 1300 what are you guys thoughts i'll let dwc go yeah my, my floor i'd say kind of the same maybe 800 at the very lowest just if we spread it out even more than you're thinking like if, if yeah. you know playpool also gets like 600 yards if mooney also gets 700 something like that then maybe 800 at the very lowest um but yeah i, I agree with you it's gonna be hopefully over a thousand you know he's, he's produced a thousand plus yards with terrible quarterbacks in the past i think feels a lot better than any quarterback he's had in the past so i think it's gonna be um cap maybe like maybe 1200 1250 um, because we are going to be spreading the ball out too. So somewhere in that range, I'd say. Yeah, I agree with all that. Any other questions from YouTube, Vic, before I hop? A couple yep. more on Twitter we'll get yes. through, and then we'll let – we're probably yes, holding sir. DWC hostage here. <laughs> <laughs> I got we love to do that. <laughs> uh, Mr. James said, who gets the first defensive turnover? And oh, before I question. give our answer, I want to – someone actually in the comments replied, said, Walker strip sack and recovery what are your guys' thoughts i just love the recovery like and recovery just so detailed (laughs) but who Uh, do you guys think first defensive turnover i have mine but i want you guys to answer first i want to go with jaquan brisker only because in my um my my first madden game i I had to pick six with jaquan brisker against gordon love i saw that (laughs) i gotta go with that obviously maybe it's not gonna be a pick six but he's gonna get a pick sometime in the first game if he plays which i'm not even sure if he's playing as of now because he was Okay, he was injured like oh. all of the last like three weeks. Maybe he's back. I mean, I haven't checked Twitter that much he today. Better so. be. He's like loose he's doing some stationary stuff. Yeah, but I think yeah. you said expectation is everyone's gonna be ready for week one minus the people that are on IR, which yeah. is like Tevin. besides Tevin and yeah. Okay, yeah, I hope you're right. Going with Jaquan Brisker, I mean, hundred percent. Yeah, that's a good pick. I wouldn't be mad about that either, Dave. What's your, what's your thoughts? 
Who you yeah, got? I mean, if we're going off Madden prediction, my very first play ever on Madden <laughs> 24. Madden 24 was my guy, our guy, Bo Jack. Eddie ah. Jackson. I'm taking yours. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. No, so he had a pick six. Honestly, he's a veteran too. Like Jordan Love is going to be – he's not a rookie, but like he doesn't have that much experience. We know what Eddie can do. He can he can lock in on a quarterback. If he, if he knows something's coming, he has that instinct. For me, I think he's going to – um, as far as just the first turnover, I think he's going to probably just read Jordan Love. And you know, maybe he doesn't take it to the house, but I think he's going to jump something. I think he's going to kind of use those instincts, the 2018 Bojack. And he said himself that he's going to have the best season that a safety's ever had, which obviously, you know, you need to have that mentality. But he said it. You know, what better way to back it up, you know, and making a big play against Jordan Love week one? That's well, what feel, if man. we – That's I, I'm going with. I mean, I was going to pick Bojack too. Before the injury, man was on pace again for like another Ed Reed season when it came to turnovers, right? Like he's he's had an Ed Reed type season before, it just hasn't been as consistent. So can he do it again? I think he can. Like he's that good. He's been a ball hawk his whole career. So absolutely. But I'm gonna go something different, which we wouldn't expect because this person doesn't get that much productivity and the ball's not thrown to him a lot. But I'm gonna go with my boy JJ. I feel like you t- well, a good point was Dave. You talked about okay. being in the league and having like instincts. JJ is a very good veteran, knows how to play wide receivers. He just doesn't get the ball thrown his way a lot because he does a good job of kind of locking people down. So I think yeah. it's going to be a forced pass, not directly to him, but maybe a little bit easier. And he's going to pull up, catch that. Fuck it. He's going to get a touchdown too. He's returning. He's taking it to the house. If this is mad and we're gone. I mean, that's how the game is. That's how the, the first defensive drive is going to start off. Yeah, I said it. Let's go. <laughs> hey, I mean, I'll. I'll take it, man. Uh, any, we'll do another one more comment from what, YouTube. Yeah, we got one more. We got one more. So, okay. and thank, thank you for the comments. We appreciate all this. Dobsy, I love that uh, icon. Dobsy, or yeah, that, I think that's right. Dobsy 3 4. Does Justin Fields get a throwing, running, and receiving touchdown? <laughs> first two <laughs> so are good. First two are obvious. Question. First two are obvious. He's getting, he's getting a throwing and running. But Dave, uh, Rashad, yeah, does I'll... he get a receiving touchdown? Go ahead, Dave. Let, no, let, let DWC. I want to see. I'm going to go All off right. what he said. What, what do you got here? <laughs> I don't even know how to answer that. Like, did we see him lining up the receiver one time last year? I, I'm pretty sure we did at some point, right? Or did we not? One time. I no, was, I think maybe in like I, thought, a I can't remember. Okay. Or was I, it his that, rookie season? Maybe. I think it was rookie. Thinking. That's what I'm thinking. I think it was with Nagy. Yeah. That sounds that sounds like, like Matt Nagy, something he would do. Nagy, <laughs> obviously, that, that's something Nagy would do. I'm not sure if Luke Getzky yeah. would do that or if Ibrahim would be like okay with sacrificing his quarterback kind of on like a on a play <laughs> like that. But it, I mean, we saw Jay Cutler a couple times line up a receiver, so why not? Why not JF1? I mean, he's athletic. He's got you know he can go down the field. He can moss somebody. Yeah, he can moss somebody maybe sometime you know this year. So I I might just say yeah. I'll say yeah. He's gonna get a receiving yeah. touchdown. Too. It won't be one. It's going to be, if we're in contention, a close game against an opponent where it's like we need a play, you know what I mean, where they're not expecting it. So I wouldn't expect that it's going to be against Green Bay or anyone soon. They are saving that one for like, the, the like I need the, the, the playoffs. Play. You know oh, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You need the Philly special. Like They're saving that for like, you're not ready. You were not game planned. You have no evidence that we've done something like this before. So, I mean – I mean, I'd love to see it. Like, come on. Who so, want to see for me, it's like, who's throwing him the ball? Is it Herbert? Roshan. Is it DJ Moore? Roshan? Roshan? Yeah, because he was a quarterback, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Quarterback in high school. He was actually quarterback at Texas, too, until uh, 
who they get. Yep. Um, he switched positions. I think, yeah. Yeah, so. He knows how to yeah. do it. So it probably would be. So I they, think that's why they drafted him, first. right? <laughs> yeah. <Roshan>. <laughs> <laughs> so they yeah, there's, there's so many people, like, in the NFL, realize that, like, all played quarterback at some point, like, high school, college, or something. So they'll find somebody. They'll find somebody, for sure. Awesome. Well, hey, we, we appreciate all those are some those are very creative, just fun questions. We appreciate uh, everyone that kind of just sent some in there. We're going to go over to Twitter. We'll finish it up here. Rattle off a couple more. Again, if you are liking the content, uh, go ahead and, you know, give us a like. Go ahead and uh, check out DWC if you haven't already on YouTube as well. And we'll post all of his stuff in the description of the video. Um, this one, uh, this one's for you, DWC, I believe, because it's underneath your tweet. You quote tweeted, it says, can you sign my Justin Fields Funko Pop? Yes or no, my man? Brian Miloski on yeah, Twitter. If you're going to any beer, <laughs> I'm going to bring you to that game. I'll sign it there for you, Brian. Hell yeah. We're for the people that. over here. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> dude, someone asked me that I love like, these in questions. my comments. Oh, dude, someone asked me that in my comments, like, uh, I think it was today. And I was like, man, I don't really want to devalue it. Like, to be honest, like, I love it. You know, oh, like, you like, keep- don't get Justin to sign it. You know, I'm worse. I'm uh, the one who buys the Funko Pop and immediately opens it and like puts it on the shelf. I, I, I do what collectors hate. So, yeah. So yeah. if I have one, I'll, I'll, I'll sign it as well. So, That's okay. So, um, let's see here. We already talked about the captain's list a little bit. This one, how much do the Packers beat week uh, Packers? Wait, what? How much do the Bears beat the Packers week one by? So this is assuming the Bears beat them. If we win, how much do you think it's by? DWC. So we might as well just do we might as well just do a score prediction. Just everyone give their you know what I mean because that makes sense. Okay. What, who, what what's your expected score prediction? DWC. Okay, I'm going first. Um, I've so I, I'm gonna have a prediction video out for this game in like the next few days. So I haven't thought about it too much, but off the top of my head, maybe um 24 21. I want to say it's gonna be mm. relatively low scoring. Um, because it's you know <sighs> one. Maybe that's not even yeah. that low scoring. Like there's more low scoring games than than even that, but. I do think the Bears, Bears are, yeah. they got to win. Yeah, I mean, it's week one. It's going to be you know, against Jordan Love. You know, bad man is no longer there. So I'd be very, you know, depressed if we don't win this game. So I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna go 24-21. What oh, about yeah. you guys? Yeah, go ahead, Dave. So you said 24-21? Yeah, Bears win. And Bears, okay. Yeah, honestly, I do think it's going to be close. Like, I, I would love a like a blowout just for my you know, my heart, you know, and everything, just like not to have that anxiety come fourth quarter. And it's like, just yeah. you're stressing out and, you know, I'm going to have for no, I just, I would love to just have like maybe a, you know, 14 point win, something along those lines. Uh, you know, it'd be great for storylines content too. I think it's going to be close. I think it's actually going to be a little bit more higher scoring. I think it'd be like 34, maybe 31. And I think, obviously I think the bears will win maybe 34, maybe 34, 28, maybe the bears pull away. I think the bears do win. They're at home. No excuse. I think they're favored by like two points, which when's the last time we've been favored against Green Bay? Obviously, we're at home, but still, it's been yeah. a little bit. Maybe if if, if uh if Rogers was injured or something, yeah, like it's not not many yeah. games. So it's like even then, I don't even know. But yeah, so I think it's gonna be close one, but I think they will put up some points. I think it's week one. I think you know, maybe both defenses aren't nearly as good as they typically are. And so that's my that's my prediction. We'll see. Vicky, what do you think? <laughs> Wait, before I go, I got to share some comments. Uh, so, <laughs> Mr. James said 69 to 0. I couldn't agree. I, I mean, he took my prediction there. I, I, I couldn't believe it. Uh, and then that guy, nice. 44, said uh, 20 to 17 Bears win by a field goal. I don't know if it's showing. One second. There we go. 
And then we have one from Tareen Whitfield who said 21-20 Bears. So a lot of close games. And so going off that, I'm doing the same. And it's I'm going 24-20. So instead of them getting three touchdowns, I think it's going to be the, that touchdown's taken away and it's two field goals somewhere within there. So, And I actually think it's going to be we're down in the fourth. Be like they like we're not by much, but let's say we're down by like three or something, and then we march it down the field and get the like game kind of win touchdown. That's what I feel. Just to make it even more high stakes and give us all high blood <laughs> cholesterol, which we need. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. So another quick one here. Who ends the season as wide receiver two? Moon or Claypool? DWC. Mooney. I, I gotta go with Mooney. I mean, he already has a chem- chemistry going with, you know, fields. Um People, they're definitely sleeping on Mooney right now, coming off of, you know, injured season. He put together yeah. 1,000 yards in the past in 2021 um, with, with even like a low low volume passing offense. So I'm definitely going Mooney. Okay. That and one. that was from Pete underscore. I'm not going to try and say his name. Mart, M-A-R-T-U-N-E-A-C on Twitter. Appreciate the question. Ficky, what do you think, man? Who's wide receiver two? It's got to be Moon. It's got to be Moon. I, I mean. I disagree. Yeah, it's got to be. No, I think people could do that, but I think they if they have to pay someone, mm-hmm. they they can get more of a discount with Mooney. And then also it's yeah. homegrown. Like it's it's they're gonna go with the guy who's been in the building for four years, right? Compared to Claypool. And that's nothing against Claypool. The yeah. the ideal situation is who cares? They're both resigned. Like they both ball out. Like the difference between two and three is more of like like what formation they're in. You know what I mean? Like who's yeah. getting in targeted on this type of play so overall like i hope that they both ball out and then we don't have to worry about like drafting a wide receiver next year but i think if i have to choose one i gotta go with moon for me i i just i really do i mean claypool had a pretty good camp you heard a lot of good things from him obviously you want to stay healthy that's a big key right here if he stays healthy i think that's obviously gonna be most important but for me claypool you know he's well moon as well he's they're playing for money it's a contract year you know they they want to get the bag for me, I just think Claypool, it's hard because when you look at this guy, his physical traits are just there. It's insane. You know, and you saw him as a rookie year. If he, can he get back to that? I, th- I really think he can because just if Justin takes that step, I really believe he's going to be a huge target for him. And if Claypool can stay locked in, obviously love Mooney, probably the safer pick, but I would love to see Claypool put that pressure on because that's a good problem to have, like you said, for the Bears. Yeah, um, a couple more questions. Let's see here. Um See who will be the most improved player on the team, excluding Fields. DWC. Um, I'm trying to think of who could be. Can be off- defense, offense. Yeah, maybe. Um. Uh, Braxton Jones. Maybe I want to say like he was already kind of good last year. You know, like a mid mid tackle, maybe average tackle. But I think he takes a step up now to being like a premier tackle potentially, right? Because he put on the weight. Um, or not the weight, I but like the ball to be a stronger, you know, stronger against the bull rush and all, which was his main problem against power. So if he fixes his problem against power, why can he not be like a top 10 tackle in the NFL, which would be, I mean, that'd be fantastic for the bears where we don't, we're not going to have to worry about drafting another tackle in the draft next year. So I'm going to be going with Braxton Jones. I think he has a, a pretty good year. I'm going to go. You think you're up most. Improved. Oh, it's Valus. Valus. 
Okay. Valus is going to be Valus. He's going to get a lot more plays. You're going to be like, I mean, is he going to be wide receiver three? Absolutely not. No, that's not what I'm saying. But talk about most improved. The man went from I can't catch punts last year to like I can't do anything on offense. There are going to be times where you're like, oh, I'm so glad we have Valus Jones on this team. So yeah. whether that's kick return, take, I don't whether think- that's a, a big play. Hey, it's hot. I don't think you'll have any muffs this year. No muffs. Simply because well, he he's be, not going to be taking it. Yeah, he ain't going to um, be back. Again, <laughs> no muffs. That's improvement. But me, this one, I'm, I'm which you guys have kind of always taken my answers all, you know, during this show, which is fine. That's why you guys go first, you know. But for me, I'm surprised you didn't pick Kyler Gordon. Like, I really think he's going to just have a, a phenomenal year, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. maybe it's an easy one, you know, probably just because you, you see it during camp. You know, last year he kind of turned it on a little bit, kind of felt like he was, the game was slowing down for me. Um, but I think Kyler Gordon, I think he's maybe not locked down, but I really think he found his, his spot at the nickel. And then that improved secondary. You know, obviously we have Jalen, but then you have, you know, the rookie Stevenson. I think Kyler's just going to have a fantastic year. Um, prove, some people long, prove some people wrong. Uh, but I think we have maybe two more questions. I think it was right here. A lot of questions. Not a bad thing, but a lot, a lot that's of good. questions. Yeah, that's good okay. stuff. Um, this one could be another quick one. Do you feel like this is a make or break year? This is from D, um, SKO on Twitter. Yep. Disco. Uh, do you feel like this is a make or break year for JF one, even if the O line isn't performing like they're supposed to, we kind of touched on that. Yeah, I think so. Even if it's it's, like, yeah, it's no question. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I think we all agree. It's, it's make or break. We, we got two draft picks next year with a good quarterback class. You got to show us that we don't want to use those on a quarterback. No. Totally agree. It doesn't get injured. Like if we have a top five offensive lineman all get injured at the same time, then yeah, it'd be a different story. But if if they're mostly healthy, yeah, it's it's it would have to be like every like kind of like how last year everything went wrong. Like it would have to be that again. Like we're just like it's nothing but house fires. You know what I mean? Injuries, players out, playing like shit, dog water, and then Fields has like he's just running for his life every play. You know so. All right, so we'll we'll end with this one unless we have a YouTube comment. Um, we'll get to that one uh, if if there is another one as far as a question goes. This one's from Tyler Baldy on Twitter. A lot of talk about the offense. Obviously, in the show, we talked about it too. What are some realistic expectations for the defense? Which I can throw some things out here. Um, go ahead and give me just you know where they kind of is it top twenty five, top twenty. What's their you know ceiling this year? And give me a defensive MVP. Um, DWC. Yeah, for going ceiling, I'd say like top, you know, 15 maybe. I want to say like if they rank like 15th, you know, 14th, I think that'd be probably the highest I'd go just because there's still so much youth on the defense. You know, defensive line is still kind of iffy right now. Um, so, you know, maybe average defense would be the very best. Um, worst, I'd still say like bottom five potentially, right? If, if the young guys still don't take the steps up in year two, Um if the defensive line just struggles a lot, like it still could be like, you know, ranked, um, you know, 28, 27, something like that. So I'm obviously hoping it's going to be closer towards being an average unit, but being realistic, the, you know, the ceiling is definitely kind of low for this defense, at least as of now. I agree with who's that. Your, uh, who's your MVP? Oh, MVP. MVP yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I'm going to go with, um, I, I want to say Jaquan Brisker. Um, in year two, I think he takes a, another step up. Um, get, probably blows up the stat sheet again, you know, with the sacks, with the tackles, with the interceptions, hopefully. And if he's fully healthy this year, you know, he could have a pretty pretty solid year. So I, I'm going to go with Jaquan Brisker. 
Okay. I like that one. That'd be fire. Vicky? Yeah, we both be happy about that. Okay, let's go. You, I mean, Rashad, you always, you literally say exactly what I was about to say. So 15 is where I'm at. I think we could also be bottom five, bottom three. Injuries happen. You know, our defensive line is, you know, you, you take, if, like, if Unique Ngakwe gets injured, like, who's getting sacks, right? We're at the same position we were last year, basically, <laughs> right? So, I, I mean, it's upgraded, but it's not upgraded that much. So, and I think defenses, like, if you look at all the top defenses in the league, they always have a dominant pass rush. So the fact that we don't have one it correlates that we will not have a, t- a dominant defense. So, there's that. I think we fall somewhere in between, though. Realistically, I think we're like 21, 20-ish, and I'd still be happy with that because that's like eight, nine spots up from last year, and that's an improvement. We, we will take that. Um, and then my DVP, which I just made up, I think it's going to be – Hmm. I think it's going to be Bojack. I just see this man getting like five, six picks. Easy as that. Bro's going to get some turnovers. He's going to be balling out. Damn. I'm cool with that. So, stole mine. What, what about you, Dave? I was thinking Eddie. I like Eddie, man. This year, I, I feel like he's motivated. Obviously, with that tweet, you know, and and the high expectations he holds himself. For me, I think the defense is top twenty. You know, just stay within there. Maybe average league average. That's improvement. I just don't think they have like you know a, st- a couple. They don't have enough talent. Like there's talent there. Maybe they're just too young. Maybe not enough like vets like a Chris Jones. Like that would. We talked about it early at DWC. You that move right there would be like, oh, okay. Now this defense could be flirting top ten. You're going for it, um, similar to the 2018 Bears team. But for me, I think just league average, whatever that might be, 17th, 18th, 19th. Let's just get, give me that. Like that's and it's it's weird saying you know coming from a games. Bears fan. Where it's, yeah, keep us in games. Give Justin make a turnover. You know, a timely turnover. Give Justin the offense like you know some good field position when we need a stop to get Justin the ball at the end of a game, get a stop for us, you know? Don't let him get three, four, you know, first downs, close it out, ice it out. Like, it's going to happen against good teams. When you play the Bills, you know, so you saw Josh Allen and, you know, Stephon Diggs and that offense, like, you can't stop it. Like, if once they get going, those yeah, it's go part ahead. of the NFL, you know, modern NFL. It's good. Yeah, good luck. But if you're playing, like, you know, the Falcons, you know, some, a team that is just not good, you know, the Lions, which they're probably going to be a lot better, but it's like, you can stop these guys. You can stop Jared Goff. You can get those and get the ball back to, you know, Justin Fields and give him a chance to get those two-minute drills, you know, game-winning drives that we just didn't get a lot last year, you know. And if we did, obviously the talent wasn't there to kind of follow through. So, for me, defensive yeah. MVP, I was going to go Eddie. I'm going to say, man, I'm going to go Yannick. Like, let's see it. Let's see it, man. He, he kind of stays around that eight-sack, you know, a year – can he get 15? Can he get 14? Kind of get that break out, you know? Uh, I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We've been going for about 90 minutes here, so maybe I'm just, like, getting, you know, bare, you know, and drinking the Kool-Aid. <laughs> but, Yannick, maybe give me 12. Give me 12 sacks. Give me that oh, you know, big-time performance. Yeah, give me 12. But um, 12. for me, he probably ain't going to break, you know, Robert Quinn's record, you know. But no, love to see him. That's, re- that's we'll ridiculous. <laughs> I still can't believe that. That's ridiculous. That record is ridiculous. That is possible. Like, uh, how would you break that record? It makes no sense. That's a question. But that's that's the second. But he's done that twice in his career. The man goes up and down. It's remarkable. He's like a case study of like, how are you not 
like can you have you have such like as a total great numbers because you have such like outstanding seasons and then you have these seasons where it's like bro who are you you know what i mean i've never i don't think i've ever seen a player like that where it's so so polarizing and uh like in product productivity but dave just to go off um kind of you, you made a comment earlier when you're uh, giving your your, uh, your analysis of the defense a lot of mm-hmm. our team just in general is there's a lot of potential. So the good of that is like, oh, we could be up here, right? But there's yeah. also, you know, we forget, you know, potential is nothing until it's, you know, it's shown. It could also be garbage. So when we look at like these great teams, right? There is no potential with Stefan Diggs. There's no potential with Josh Allen. You know what they are. You look at these good teams, they're good because you have confidence that these guys who get on the field, they've shown previously that they can produce. So for us, it's like we've seen little tidbits here and there, even with fields, right? We're like, oh, you've given us plays here and there, but we don't feel confident exactly where it's like, oh, you step on the field. You're like, we're dominating this game. So the good thing is it keeps us hopeful, optimistic, but like we just hope that it all pays out. You know what I mean? Because if it does, then we're in a great position. But if not, you know. (laughs) Those draft picks are going to look real nice next year. Yeah, no, absolutely. Again, uh, great show. We appreciate everyone that kind of threw in questions, whether it's Twitter, YouTube, just love the interaction. Um, I said it before. Um, if you like the content, you enjoy the podcast, go ahead and like the, you know, like the video, subscribe. If you want to kind of stay here for the long haul, if you think Justin Fields is going to be MVP, hit that like button, whatever you got to do, just hit the like button, you know, man. And DWC, let's get to you, man. Obviously you're a huge component, just bears Twitter, great content creator. Where can we find you? Obviously you've been here a couple of times, but what are you working on? Plug yourself, man. Yeah. Yeah. So if you search the Windy City Productions on Google, YouTube, you'll find me, you know, Twitter, you already have my handle there, so you can follow me there. I'll be tweeting about the Bears. And as for what I have going on right now, you know, hype video, I'm definitely working on that. I'm going to try to get that out by Tuesday, like I said, you know, to be in this podcast. Um, Oh. Yeah, and I'm still (laughs) trying to figure out, like, a song for that and, like, a theme, which takes me, like, a few days to kind of, like, get into the mode of, like, oh, I'm I'm making the video now, so – um that that should be out pretty soon i'll have a prediction video out too for um bears and packers pretty soon but yeah thanks for having me on guys it's always been you know a lot of fun and you guys are running a great podcast too so glad to see you guys you know, appreciate it yeah yeah we appreciate you guests like you coming on you make it easy for us so it's great especially when you take all our takes because you guys are great i don't know if we <laughs> we can't even say guest anymore man he's just a no, friend I, of the show he's a resident a lot, yeah. but He's yeah. a resident. Yeah, this is his podcast too. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> honestly, we we love having you on, man. Um, we'll, we'll have all your information in the you know in the description in the video. Um, we'll, we're waiting and for one, the you know hype video. Thing. We'll share it. Yeah, go ahead. One last thing for uh, DWC. What games are you going to? Have you confirmed? I'm. Go- I haven't bought the tickets yet, but I'm trying to go to a Panthers game. That's a Thursday night. I think it's uh, middle of the season, so I'll be at that mm-hmm. game. No, that's a fun that's one. A big one. Bryce yeah, Young. Yeah. <laughs> Bryce Young game. That's an awesome one. So you're going to week one, right? Speaking, you're gonna you're gonna be at week one. You said, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I'm jealous. Yeah, I'll be at week one. Yeah. Well, listen, if you saw watch the tickets, where you may not be jealous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you <laughs> something. Those those buddies are not cheap. So, but yeah, it should be a good time. I know. Yeah. Have well, fun. anyways, uh, again, can't wait. It's almost here. Eight days will be seven. Oh, I think it'll be. <sighs> Eight days tomorrow? I don't know. Anyways, it's super, super close. Um, you can check me. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Dave underscore BFR. Um, you can follow Ficky at It's Ficky Baby. You can check out my articles, my writings on sportsmockery.com. Again, BFR podcast wouldn't be here without Sports Mockery. Um, we're excited to kind of you know, part with, partner with them. 
Uh, and we'll be back next week. We have um, we're going to be talking. Obviously, preview the Packers game. We're going to have a great guest, Zach Jacobson. He is a beat reporter for the Packers. Um, he is going to be hopping on from CBS CBS Sports. Um, it's going to be a fun conversation. It's going to be awkward probably, um, but we're excited <laughs> about it. It's going to be fun. Kind of have you know, kind of get some insight, kind of how he feels. Um, DWC man, again, we appreciate it, and we'll see you guys next week. Peace. <laughs>